What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Hey guys, what's going on? Joe, 690ADV, 690ADV.com, Radio 690ADV. Got a special guest in today. Uh, got my good buddy. You probably caught him. He was in the chat room on our live giveaway, helping out with YouTube Live. Uh, I couldn't see nobody and it frustrated the living crap out of me. Drives me nuts because I don't understand the YouTube Live stuff, but I'll get that. I'll get it ironed out. So, but, uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about weather and motorcycle riding. And he's my special guest because he is a severe storm chaser. He's been doing it for a long time. I'm going to dig into his brain. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be shallow. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to uh, uh, we're going to get a little more information. We're going to talk about weather because weather is really not a big deal till it's a big deal when you're actually on your motorcycle and riding around. He does not ride bikes, by the way, guys. He's not a motorcycle guy. He loves riding the kids' dirt bikes in our backyard. We have a small track, and uh, that's only go left. Yeah, that's his only extent of motorcycle riding. He can ride a bike. He just doesn't ride a bike. So uh, don't forget uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, all of your platforms. You can find us on that. And uh, make sure you sign up, subscribe, be part of it. And uh, Podbean, you can leave comments. I don't know if any of the others you can leave comments or any of that type of stuff. But uh, you can uh, you can on Podbean. That I do know. So uh, pick us up, stream us in your car, whatever. But anyway, let's get onto the podcast show and let's talk a little bit about it. Uh, this is Shane Adams' uh, Passion Twist video. He doesn't have a website. We're going to dig into his brand a little bit, but he does have a YouTube channel. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, anyway, Shane, thanks for coming in. Thanks for being part of it and helping maybe give a little insight to some of this weather uh, jargon that's out there because most people think they know and they really don't know because I still don't know. Well, thanks for having me. Love to sit down, drink coffee, and just you know do what I do best, which is flap my lips. Flapping my lips, I like that. Um, all right, I, I mean, my first my my first thing to put out there is um, <laughs> why in the hell do you chase severe weather? What is it about it? That why, why do you do that? Because mm. I mean, some people would sit there and look at what you guys, because people see it on the Weather Channel, and sometimes you'll pick it up on some of the TV stations and stuff like that. You see them. I've known you for a long time. I kind of get it, but I want you to explain to people why you chase severe weather. Because uh, some people think you're nuts. <laughs> um, well, the best way to answer that would be um, everyone who's listening to this who's a writer, just ask yourself why you ride bikes. It's probably the same reason. It's hard to explain to people that don't know it. Uh, but like with you, I've often wondered, you know, your first trip in 2011, you brought back all these images and pictures of you guys like going up and down these like vicious death defining just <laughs> creeks. You're having to push your bike for like a quarter mile and you're sweating and you're dying. And I'm like, 
what about that is fun? That's supposed to be your vacation. And your answer was, man, I don't know. It's just, it's, you just got to be a part of it. It's same thing. I mean, I don't know how to explain to people that aren't interested in storms why I love driving in a car for 12 hours, eating crappy food, getting a sunburn. And, <laughs> and unlike, I like the food part. <laughs> yeah. Unlike bikes, this is why people probably think we're nuts is there's no guarantee. I mean, you get on a bike and do something crazy and put yourself through what you put yourself through, but you're getting what you want out of it. I mean, it's a sacrifice, but you're doing it for a reason and you're always going to get that with me. <laughs> I might drive 12 hours and, you know, nature doesn't care how much I put into it. And they're like, well, you know, you're in North Dakota and you got to go home a thousand miles. You're going to get no storms. And right. <laughs> that's why I think people think we're nuts because there's no guarantee we're going to get anything that we make all the sacrifices for. So, you know, it's the same thing. Bikes, storms, you got to love it. You got to be in it. No, you really got to love the storm chasing because, like I said, I've known you for a long time and uh that's the part that people don't understand uh all the storm chasers the, the, the old school storm chasers and i don't want to hurt people's feelings if you are a storm chaser that's out there but the old school storm chasers really put the time and the effort in to what they're doing and for every video that you put up and stuff like that people don't realize that tens of thousands of miles of sunshine and garbage i try that, not to remember <laughs> that you that you don't get um to to do that stuff and 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 it's really pretty cool because people don't realize that without storm chasers and spotters and stuff that are out there um it gives really good feedback to help predict weather when it's when it's bad because a lot of people are just they don't they don't pay attention they don't care and i care about it more now just because i've known you for all the years and people don't realize mother nature doesn't care mother nature will basically relocate your whole world in a matter of minutes yeah she doesn't discriminate that's for sure especially yeah. if you're on a bike <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> motor yeah motorcycles are just a different thing you know most guys will ride and I mean, i'll ride in anything you know but i'm always keeping my eye to the sky you know so because you just never know and you don't want to be caught in it. And I'm sure there's a lot of riders out there that will say, oh, man, I'll ride through anything. I'll ride through a hurricane. I'll ride through it. I, I get it. You know, I get it. But it, the, the reality is, is, you know, if you do do that, you know, you're putting yourself in a situation that, you know, you can sometimes you, you can't get out of. And when you're in it, you're in it. And sometimes you can't get out. You just got to basically hope for the best. And, and uh, sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So how long have you been chasing and, uh, you know, how did it become such a passion? You know, I mean, you know, cause I mean, it's been a long time. You've been doing it for, for many, many years. Um, uh, this, this year's 23, 23, it'll be 23 years, like physically on June 6th, but this will be my 23rd year of doing it. Um, I grew up in Oklahoma, and so, you know, when you grow up in the Plains states, you kind of, I mean, like in Florida, if you grow up in Florida or California, you're used to hurricanes or, you know, floods or avalanches. You grow up in the middle of the country, you're used to storms and tornadoes, and either you either freak out by them and it makes you, like, afraid for life, or you find them fascinating and you end up being interested in them, and some people that are really crazy, I guess, start chasing them. <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, there's a lot of parallels between, you know, bikes and chasing and anything that you love. I mean, it's got, it's gotta be in you. And a lot of that is exposure from, you know, early age. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people it's, it's very similar because, um, like you said, you know, with bikes and, and chasing tornadoes and stuff like that, you know, you see some people, if you ride a motorcycle, where are you going to die? You know, and then people are chasing tornadoes. You're going to die. Uh, you're chasing tornadoes. You're going to get sucked up and thrown 800 miles. And, you know, so, you know, that brings me to my next question. 
how dangerous is it to chase a tornado or to chase that severe weather? Because, man, I've seen some of the videos. You've got a bunch of them, and you put them up every week. You've got, you know, snippets of past events and past things that you've done and um, really cool stuff. So, um, you know, uh, what is it? It's YouTube.com slash, what is it? Uh, Passion Twisted, because Passion Twisted is already taken. So uh, and it, it's going to be down. It's going to be down below in the uh, in the comments, and and we'll we'll get more into that here in a minute. But um, check out his YouTube channel because it's really pretty cool. Because he's got some really neat stuff, man. I mean, big tornadoes. I mean, all sorts of stuff. And these are tornadoes that um, you might have heard about, you might not have heard about. But most of these tornadoes that you see on film of his were very destructive and did a lot of stuff and a lot of damage and and ruined some people's lives. And all sorts of stuff, uh, but it, they are fascinating. So you really should go check those out. But anyway, how dangerous is it to chase a tornado? Because I hear it all the time with motorcycles. You're going to die. Is that the case? I mean, you're just going to go die because people see it in the news and stuff like that. Oh, tornado chaser died because of blah, 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 blah. It's dangerous. They need to stop. So I'm going to let you kind of set it straight. Um, it's like anything. Um, I, I keep saying this as like a broken record, but there again, to relate it to bikes for your audience. Um chasing is only as dangerous as the chaser wants to make it inherently in my opinion chasing isn't dangerous at all if i thought it was dangerous i probably wouldn't do it um but i'm not one of those i'm not an adrenaline guy like a you know swing from a rope and jump off a cliff that's probably why i don't do bikes not to make it sound like bike riders are crazy but i think a part of you your personality to be able to do bikes like you do it and do it successfully you got to have that one part of your personality that's kind of like a like wheels off nuts and i really don't have that so that keeps me, I'm a little too, what's the word? I'm a little too like safety conservative to really, right. to really get on a bike and let the bike do the bike justice. Uh, throwing that back to chasing, I keep a distance because a lot of it's laziness. I mean, I've been close and to chase close and to be really right underneath the storm and next to tornadoes, it's a lot of work. You have to think. You always yeah, have I've seen some of the videos and you get, to me, it's a little too close for comfort, but I, I know in all reality that, that you're at a safe distance. But if you look at the videos, so I, like the, I like, I like the grimace, but I mean, to some people, they, they think that you're like, you're going to get sucked up and you're, and you're going to die. A lot of people, I mean, there are a lot of chasers. I would say probably comfortably most chasers are like that today. They're young. Uh, it's, it's so much easier to get into. It's easier to succeed right out of the box. You know, you don't have that big learning curve to where you it wasn't back in the day when you had a bag yeah. phone. <laughs> yeah, that was, I missed that phone. It was the best phone I ever had. Three watt bag phone, uh, MCI was my carrier. Right. Give you an idea how old that was, but no, just, um, chasing is pretty relatively. It's, I mean, if you're conservative like me, it's safe. I mean, I like to stay back cause I like to be able to see the tornado and what's going on above the tornado because Tornadoes are fluid and they're always changing and they're always evolving. And the best way to stay ahead of what's going to do and predict what it's going to, how it's going to behave is to see above it because a tornado is controlled by the storm that produces it. And from the top of the storm down to just above the tornado, that's the influence. And, and what, how, how the clouds are working right above the tornado gives you visual clues that'll indicate what that actual funnel is going to do next. And when you're next to them or right in the middle of them or in them, you can't see that. And, you know, that's why, again, that's probably why I never got into bikes beyond the backyard because I could probably push it further than I do just riding my little circles. But I got that part of my brain that's like, don't crash, don't crash. And I, I would rather not wreck and not get hurt than see how far I could push it. And that's why I'm not a bike guy and you are because you guys have that. I want to see what I can do with this machine. I want to see, you know, what performance can I get out of this versus my skill versus what I've got underneath me. And, you know, you got to be able to just let it go. And I can't do that. That's why I ride in circles. <laughs> Yeah, but riding in circles is fun, though. Mm -hmm. 
uh, but yeah. I couldn't go right. I think I only go left. I couldn't do a street course. <laughs> right, right. So you know, so basically, in in short, you know, him explaining that, you know, people see that type of stuff. Um, it looks dangerous, and there are people there. There are stupid storm chasers, and there are stupid motorcycle riders. I mean, it exists in both realms. So, um, it's only as dangerous as as you make it. And the person, you know, the motorcycles are not dangerous. Uh, you know. Um, the rider is what makes it dangerous. You know, if you park a motorcycle and put it on its kickstand and go walk away for one year and nobody touches it, it'll still be on that kickstand. It's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. So the same thing is uh, if you take a dumb tornado chaser and you keep him at his house and he's not out driving around, odds are he's not going to die in a tornado. So uh, that's kind of in short kind of how that works. Things happen. I mean, you know, you're on two wheels. If you have a mechanical problem, you know, you're probably going to have a bigger issue than if you have four. But I mean, that's not a, that's just fate. And it's like the dangerous part of chasing, the most dangerous is driving. And, you know, if you have a traffic accident, I mean, there have been chasers that have been killed from traffic accidents, had nothing to do with storms. So, I mean, you know, the parallels are endless, you know, things happen, but beyond a bad luck situation, yeah, you can control it on either one. I mean, I, I like to, I'm, I'm a safety guy, you know, but. Right. Exactly. Here's the one thing that I don't care for. And this is what I'm always trying to avoid when I'm on a motorcycle and I'm riding. And that's why, you know, we're going to get into radars a little bit. I'm going to pick his brain about radars and a little bit about radar stuff. You know, I've learned a lot uh, from him and other guys that he knows, but mainly from him. Um, Hail. (laughs) I don't mean hell. I mean, hail as in like golf ball, P, you'll hear the the terms that are out there. It goes anywhere from, um, you know, P to dime, quarter, uh, golf ball, baseball, volleyball. I mean, they get they get real, real big and people do. Oh, yeah. Volleyball. No, that that exists. rare, but it does exist. It does exist. You know, like volleyball, basketball type size. So um, hail in itself, you know, how dangerous how dangerous is hail? I mean, in all honesty, and I mean, because think about it, if you're on a motorcycle and you're driving, say, like 30, 40 miles an hour and you're trying to get through a storm and you hit a hail storm, I mean, that stuff coming down, I mean, it's moving. Yeah, well, I mean, if, I mean, I'm not trying to to talk down to riders because I have no right, but I mean, if you're smart and you have a helmet on, that's a great line of defense because a lot of storm chasers actually bring helmets along with them because they like to get out and sample hail and to get the biggest ones, you have to get them when they're fresh and probably still falling, so a lot of chasers take helmets. Bike guys, by their very nature, already have a helmet on. So at least you've got that to start. So you probably will survive not having a head injury. But if you do get into a hail core, even smaller hail can bludgeon your body unless you're wearing armor. I mean, I mean, a quarter size hailstone and you're doing 40, 50, 60 on a bike or faster. I mean, I don't know what the math is. I don't know what the math is, but that's that's like someone throwing marbles at you as hard as they can, like 20 people doing at the same time, a handful. Right. Yeah. And I mean, the jackets and all that type of stuff, you know, I mean. That stuff's falling at terminal velocity. I don't know what it weighs, but it's a solid, you know, chunk of of ice, you know, falling from the skies. And it's being thrown down, correct? It's thrown down from the storms? Well, it it falls because basically hail hail floats and takes trips around and around in a thunderstorm. And when you see it falling, it's become too heavy for the updraft to sustain it. So it's just gravity. But yeah, until, until, you know, you see a hailstone falling that's the size of a grapefruit, that's probably a 200 mile an hour upward wind that's keeping that thing aloft until it falls. So... They fall at terminal velocity, but like again, the the best thing about the situation would be at least most times the rider would have a helmet and at least the head's protected when it starts and you've got a chance to, you know, slow down, get out of it, find a bridge, whatever. But then you've got the the, the ice on the road factor, which is very slippery. So yeah. it's bad all the way around. Yeah, I, I, I try to avoid it as much yeah. as possible. 
And I don't even know if you can even explain this on a, on a video podcast or a podcast. Um, you know, uh, I try to avoid hell at all possibilities if, if at all possible, because uh, trust me, I, I've been around it enough to know that I've been hit by the smaller stuff like quarter size and dime size. It hurts. And even though you've got a jacket on or something like that, my biggest fear is, is that, um, I could be on a bike, you know, bikes, you're just, you're way too exposed and you are moving down the road. And 90% of the time when you're riding, you're in very open areas that you can't find cover. And if you get caught in that, that that's my biggest fear. So usually that's why I'm always on my next, my next little segment radars. And everybody calls me Doppler when I'm uh, on our trip because I'm always looking at a radar. And the reason I'm looking at a radar is because of this Nardo back here, um, because paying attention to that can get you out of a lot of bad situations and make no mistake. I've gotten us out of some pretty, some pretty, uh, sticky situations, uh, just by having those little bitty colors that are on screen. Um, and I think everybody should have a radar app. If you're looking to the sky and it's looking dark and ominous and stuff like that, pull over, open up, you know, uh, a radar app. We're going to find out what radar app he uses uh, for his. It might be a little more sophisticated, but it will still give you, I mean, a radar is a radar. It's still pretty much all the same stuff. So what radar app do you use? Is there anything out there specifically would you suggest? And Talk about the radar with the colors, if you can, if you know, like, the different colors. Because, I mean, there's, like, like ten. they, they showed, like, a little band at the bottom, like, mm-hmm. ten different shades of colors. And maybe that would help somebody, a new rider or an intermediate rider or somebody that hasn't been riding very long, what to look for. And if they see those colors on a radar where their little dot is on their iPhone or their Android phone, um, what they're in store for. Yeah, well, it's a, well, first of all, it's very smart as a rider to have a radar app because, I mean, just, you know, rain can ruin a trip regardless of the dangers of a storm or whatever. But um, I use Radar Scope because uh, for me specifically, it's just I like the graphics. It's it's crystal clear. I know what to look for. It's just it's got a little bit more. It's hard to explain if you're not into the storm chasing That's a, world. That's a phone app? Yes. Not just computer? Uh, no, it's, it's available. I think it's available for Android, uh, iPhone. I think it's also available for, for Windows and Mac. I mean, it is. Uh, I'd have to ask my buddy, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's across all platforms, basic platforms. Gotcha. So that's Radar Scope, yeah. R-A-D-A-R-S-C-O-P, Radar yes. Scope. So probably search mm-hmm. in, you know, like the App Store, like Google or Oh, yeah, iTunes you can find it. Whatever. That's where I got it from, the Google Store. I mean, gotcha. everything's in the Google Store now. But gotcha. Yeah, I use Radar Scope. And uh, as far as the uh, delineate, delineation, here I go again. As far as the colors... <laughs> Um, it starts with light, you know, like gray, green, darker green, uh, yellow, orange, all the way to red. And then you know, if you see, here's a quick lesson just to kind of cut through all the chafe. Uh, if you're looking for hail on a radar, that's going to be your darker purples, uh, white or black. I mean, anything deeper than a red is probably a hail core. But if you're just generally trying to avoid rain, just look for the greens and the yellows. And uh, Green, you could probably handle. That's a light sprinkle. It's steady. It keeps the road wet, which is dangerous, but it's not going to beat you to death. But you start getting into yellows and oranges. That's a pretty good downpour, so you want to avoid that for sure. Gotcha. And so, and uh, I mean, what I've learned is if you see uh, yellows and reds, um, be prepared. It's you're going to get wet, mm-hmm. like wet. And it's important to also note uh, if you've got a big blob, you know, you probably want to find a bridge or a cafe and just have a nice long leisurely lunch and just wait it out. But 
the danger, the more the more dangerous storms, probably even if they're not hail producers, are the pop up storms, and they're just isolated. They look like little like pock marks, like measles on a radar. Yeah, you, you come can, like popcorn storms. Yeah, you can come in and out of them quickly, but if you get in the middle of one, I mean, it's, it's you know, if you're on a bike, a downpour is just as dangerous as anything. So you want to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I see those all the time when we're out, especially out west, because you know, like when you're in Arizona and Utah. Um, even Colorado, New Mexico, in those areas, um, that's kind of dual sport heaven where a lot of guys like to go and ride and check that stuff out. And those things pop up, um, you know, from August all the way till October. And uh, trust me, when they and when they, they they don't look very big on a radar, but I've been in a few of them. Uh, it sucks, and they are literally just dumping tons and tons of rain. That's how your flash flooding comes. And another thing, I can't believe I'm all forgot this. Maybe the most important thing, uh, and this is why I use radar scope above some other more just basic uh, apps, is because on radar scope scope you can look at lightning producing in the cells around you i use it yeah. for my job because i do a lot of work in the summer outside and we get these pop-ups all the time some produce lightning some don't but i don't want to be up on a scaffold next to a metal trailer and have a bolt come and fry me so on a radar scope you can actually set it to where you can look for lightning strikes and it will show you a strike within you know any storm that's in your range where the radar actually sees the precip precipitation you can tell, okay, hey, we got rain coming in 20 minutes. Uh, it's just rain. Or, hey, we got a storm over here that we're heading towards, and there's bolts all in this thing because you sure don't want to get a bolt of lightning on a bike. No. Yeah, that's that's kind of like not good. You know, lightning is not good in period, you know. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, I mean, that that's really kind of what it's all about. And there's other radar apps that are out there. They're all pretty much the same. I mean, the color spectrums are pretty much across the board the yeah. same. Uh, you don't have to use radar scope. I think it's a paid app, but you really, I think you get what you pay for on that one. I, I have the information I, if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically, you can, it's, I think it's $10 for a year. Yeah. Or you and that's get, cheap. And, and for a bike rider, I mean, if you just want to know about rain, that's all you need. You can get, you know, there's, there's a tier two or tier two that's monthly, but you, you would never need that. Yeah. And then, like I said, there's other ones that are free out there, you know, whatever you want to do. If you want something that's pretty in depth and gives you really, really, uh, good resolution and all that stuff. And it has, it shows you the, the tracking and all that stuff. I think that it tracks you on your phone. I've used it. It's really pretty cool. Um, and, uh, but I use other apps as well. So there are free ones out there, but as long as you understand what the colors mean, just remember, um, the dark colors, like the, uh, like you said, the, the white black, that's, you better go find you. If you see white or black, you better go find a bridge. You better go find something. Cause it's going to be bad. Um, yellows and reds it's let's just say you're going to be in for a ride and look at your dot and also remember that that is a map that you're looking at it may not look very big but that could be a couple of counties wide so mm -hmm. um you don't really know those loops how long are the loops when you see them moving across the screen was it like 45 uh, minutes or it depends something? on the app but uh typically it's anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour i set mine for six to give me the shortest because you know i need to know up to the minute. My, my right. thing, I think mine's 18 <clears throat> minutes, but you can set it up for an hour. Gotcha. You yeah. see the trends. You kind of see how it's moving. Yeah. So you'll see that thing moving. So just understand, you know, you're looking at app going, oh, that's going to be gone in a minute. That Ooh. thing could be, it could be 50 miles wide. And one more thing before I forget, I keep remembering this stuff. Uh, it's important to remember if you do use a radar, and this is for anybody, storm chasers, bike riders, anything, uh, always remember that that radar is a minimum of 10 minutes behind reality. So if you don't see it on the radar, don't forget to look away from the phone and look up at the sky because you're going to see stuff happening before the radar sees it. So it's always important to just have the environmental awareness. There you go. 10 minutes, which I 
didn't even think about that. <laughs> so I'm just looking at it right now thinking that's, yeah. that's real. So that's, uh, it's not true. So that's, that's good, you know, food for thought. So just remember 10 minutes, pay attention and, uh, it's 10 minutes ahead of what you're seeing. So, uh, keep that in mind. Like I said, I'm gonna have all this stuff down in the comments. Uh, don't forget to hit subscribe, be part of this. And, uh, we appreciate you. All right. Um, where I go, they don't get tons of severe weather, but some states you would be shocked that they do get severe weather. What are the main severe weather months um, that you guys do all your chasing and you go check all that stuff out? And, uh, you know, what uh, what states do people need to pay attention to uh, during those months uh, for storm season? Because there is a season. There's mm -hmm. a, Now, it can happen at any time. I mean, I've seen tornadoes in Texas in, at Christmas. So, but there is a, there is a season. Uh, well, now well, I'll start with right now. Right now, uh, the Southeast Dixie is a uh, very prominent. In fact, they were they've been under the gun for the last couple weekends. Uh, they had a really bad one last weekend. They had some tornadoes yesterday. Uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, anywhere along the Gulf Coast, Florida Panhandle, westward to probably Louisiana, Texas state line, up to Missouri. You know, maybe Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, that area for this time of year, and that migrates west later in the season out to the plains, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska. You're talking April, May, and then in June and July, it lifts even more north to the Dakotas, Minnesota. So basically, uh, you start in Dixie right now and you just move west and north as it gets gets to the year. But always, you know, like you said, always it's always good to have a radar. If you're gonna be outside on a bike, you're always exposed. So you have to know before it happens to you what you're driving into. It's just it's just a basic rule that you should always follow. I would if I rode bikes for sure. Right. So basically, you know, storm season starts in the spring. So probably like I would say mid-March all the way through October. Cause I, I, I mean, I've, I've heard of you guys going up towards like Nebraska and South Dakota and yep. wherever I'm never going to go. Um, and, uh, probably some of the, if, if you're like me living in Texas, you know, probably let's see March. So you got April, May, June, uh, those months, you know, from Texas, probably here, uh, I mean, I guess a little bit Colorado, Colorado gets it. It's usually the Eastern side of Colorado, mm -hmm. correct. You know, on the other yep. side of the mountain as it comes over or oh, Colorado gets some good ones that, I mean, you know, hail is probably the biggest danger to motorcycles because a storm that even doesn't produce a tornado will still produce large hail if it's severe. So that, I mean, that's, you know, someone's throwing baseballs at you. That's just terrifying to even think about. Yeah. I don't know. I've, yeah. I've got no, I've got no desire with that, but you know, so basically, so I would just say basically from March, depending on where you live from March all the way till October, uh, you know, just kind of pay attention, you know, and seeing what's out there. I mean, you can't put a price on, on your safety and, uh, especially, you know, with riding bikes, like I said, he doesn't ride motorcycles, but it is kind of cool to pull him in and just get a little bit. And, uh, I'm secretly working on a 690 ADV weather channel <laughs> just for, for writing season. I, I want him to do like some weather reports, you know, during writing, you know, the, the peak of writing season out, uh, uh, West. The most important uh, thing though, is just, just be aware, pay attention that the information is out there. You just have to, you know, be cognizant of, yeah, you know, but if you're, if you're planning a bike trip, I mean, but I, I got the weather bug in my brain. So I'm always probably more than most bike riders going to be thinking about weather, so no, exactly. Well, that's train yourself though. Well, that's my thing is, uh, uh, you know, just maybe periodically, uh, have him give a, uh, weather, weather cast. Cause he knows how to read those freaking maps. I watch him. He's on there. He's got these little squiggly lines on the screen and 
you know, he tries to explain it. it's like talking scrambled eggs yeah it's like japanese i don't i, I don't want to learn it just say okay is it gonna rain or is it not gonna rain well it's like blah 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 it's like is it gonna rain or is it not gonna rain yeah there, there are times when we're, we're we're going away from storms to avoid something bad hail tornadoes or whatever just trying to reposition and I'll, occasionally you will see a bike heading back the way we're coming from. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? You know, sometimes you almost want to pull them over, but you know, you're passing someone at 70, they're gone before you even realize what's going on. But it's right. just, um, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's happened more than once. Some money, some money gets bludgeoned by hail on a bike. I just yeah. can't stop thinking about the hail thing. You brought that up and that's just, that's just a terrifying. Well, thought. yeah, that's it. It freaks me out. I, I, I don't want no part of it. I have no desire for any part of it. So, I mean, basically that's, that's pretty much it in a nutshell, you know, just pay attention, you know, weather is one of those things and you can't avoid it. And sometimes you're, you're in it before you even know that you're in it and there's no way around it. And you're just doing your best to try to find a way to get to, you know, some type of shelter or something like that. And sometimes you can't get in the shelter, you know, but it is nice to know that um, if you know what to look for, you can know what, you know, what you're in store for and what situation that you're in. And uh, you can know either A to, because if it just started to happen, you can almost know to turn around or to proceed and go forward. Because if you pay attention, you know what, because there's times that I have started to get wet. I've worked on putting my rain gear on and I looked at a radar and said, I didn't matter what rain gear we put on. This is going to be bad. Let's just turn around. There was a town 20 miles back behind us. If we can get out in front of this, we can go find shelter and then let this pass. And sometimes we've done that and it's worked out fantastic. And then there's times that we said, yeah, let's do it. And it was stupid. And we should have, we should have went with our first instinct and uh, should not have done it. Now, I've been on the top of a mountain standing underneath a tree with five guys. It's just coming down, pelting rain. It's about 40 degrees out. We're freezing. You can't even hardly see because the rain's coming down so hard on top of a mountain. And uh, we're all standing around laughing at each other going, we should have went back. And I'm like, hey, well, next to you, say, oh, well, next time. And, uh, you know, say it would just be better just to, you know, your first instinct is usually your, 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 your best one. Yep. All right, so YouTube channel. Let me get a sip of this delicious coffee. Mine's already gone. <laughs> okay, so your YouTube channel. I know you don't have a website yet. You're working on it. You're putting it together. You're trying to get that going. You had one. You took it down because it needed updating and you wanted to freshen it up because it's just so old. Um, Very old. <laughs> yeah. So I know it's coming. So hopefully probably next in a few months, you'll have it up there and really good stuff. Cause you guys can go check it out and see really cool pictures and stuff. Uh, but if you're into any type of weather and you want to see some neat stuff, you know, check out his YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash, um, passion twisted, passion twisted. Yeah, I, I always get myself. that wrong. Yeah. I, I forget. And, um, yeah, I always get it wrong, but, uh, but you can go check that out, you know, and if you guys want to subscribe and check onto his stuff, very cool, very neat stuff. And, um, it's different than what we do, but it is kind of cool if you're into those severe storms, stuff like that. And then he's got a pretty funny, <laughs> pretty funny show that he hosts every week, uh, every Sunday. It's called the, uh, uh, uh the dead chaser society. Um, if you're offended by any profanity, he tries to hold back a little bit, but um, it does come out. But it is pretty funny. It's kind of like a, uh, 
Um, just to give you, for instance, uh, last week's show, we talked about grilled cheese sandwiches. So that's yeah, it's a mixed bag, but that did not, re- that was not well received, but you know, you, you gotta, you gotta stretch yourself a little bit and go outside your comfort zone. So, yeah, well, at the end of the day, who cares? You know, I mean, you get to do yeah. what you want to do and that's the beauty part about doing your own channel is it's kind of fun. So, um, I got a bunch of great, great subscribers that are fantastic and they do fantastic jobs on giving back and they do, um, uh, uh, they do a great service for, uh, for our motorcycle channel. So, but anyway, uh, weather, pay attention. I got Shane in studio, uh, which is really just my office at my house. It's not a studio. I'm just messing around with it's everybody. Studio. When we close the door, it turns yeah, into we a close, studio. Yeah, we close the door and it turns into a studio. So, uh, with all that sponsorship money that I'm making, you know, so, uh, but, uh, yeah, like I said, if you see them out there, uh, you might see his uh, uh, his decal on a car. Heck, who knows? It's a Passion Twist video, and uh, it'll have like a little tornado. It's a circle and stuff. I'll put it. Uh, I'll put it in the. Uh, I'll put it on screen so you guys can see it. So if you ever see that logo out there, stop by and say, "Hey, man, give me one of them stickers." So uh, <laughs> since we we do, you know, we're we're in the sign business. So, but uh, like I said, Shane Adams, Passion Twist video. And uh, it was fun picking his brain. And I appreciate everybody for tuning in. And uh, you guys have a fantastic day. 690, remember, always, we love you. 690 out.